Well, we've had two high-profile trials that were in the news this week. Uh, the Johnny Depp defamation trial uh, is ongoing and will continue on Monday. And then there was a verdict in the murder of the murder trial of the Ohio doctor who was accused of murdering 14 of his patients. He was acquitted on all charges, which was a huge surprise to me. And I want to talk about both of those cases. And with us to discuss these uh, cases is one of the best criminal defense attorneys in the nation, in my belief, and that's Patrick Campbell. Pinelli. Uh, Pat was a Cook County prosecutor for 11 years, where he tried and convicted defendants for various felonies, including sex crimes. And for the past 25 years, he's defended people from all walks of life charged with crime. He's a tireless advocate, a fabulous trial lawyer, and he's running for judge in the fourth judicial sub-circuit, which is the western suburbs. He's been a friend of mine for, I think, 35 years. Pat, welcome to the show. How are you? Good afternoon, Karen, and thank you for having me. And, you know, you probably uh, were a state's attorney when Mayor when Daly uh, was a state's attorney, right? Yes. He yes, was your he boss. Was one of my bosses. I've, yeah. I had a few there. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> um, let's start with the Johnny Depp trial. And I just want to say that, you know, whether you're a Johnny Depp fan, whether you're a movie fan, whether you don't care about movie stars, this is a fascinating trial. And it teaches us a lot about uh, the system. Um, let's, and again, let me just recap what it's about. Johnny Depp is suing his ex-wife, Amber Heard, for $50 million for making uh, comments in an op-ed piece in the Washington Post wherein she says that she was a domestic violence uh, victim. She doesn't name him personally, but you get the gist that it's that she's talking about him. And uh, Heard has now countersued Depp for lying about this. So now you're watching the civil trial unfold. We saw Depp on the stand on direct examination. He was on the stand for three days uh, telling stories about his past and, and his history with Amber Heard. And he claims that he was the victim and that she was the perpetrator. Pat, I'm first just going to ask you, I mean, I you know you, you have a real job, so you don't have to, you know, can't follow uh, all of these these trials, but what did you make of some of this testimony from Johnny Depp? Well, I think uh, what he is trying to portray and uh, is most likely the basic reason for him filing uh, this. And I think he was trying to portray is look, we were married, uh, and as a result of the marriage, we essentially said that you know we had. Uh, Differences, and that's why we are having a divorce. But we still love each other, and and I believe he thought that would be the end of it. They would move on. But the op then uh, essentially, if he has the feeling that he got stabbed in the back about it, and I think more importantly is he saying, "Look, uh, don't say this stuff when you have unclean hands," and that's what he's talking about. He's like, "This was a situation," and that's why by doing what he's doing. Uh, you say, why? Why is he doing it? And, of, of course, uh, you know, he's human like uh, other persons, and he's got feelings. And, and, Karen, you probably know this more than I as a person in, who does a lot of domestic relations cases. Uh, sometimes they just can't let go. They can't let go of the hostilities, and that's the issue. So I think he's suing, saying, look, you went on beyond our divorce. You ruined my career or tried to ruin my career. Uh, and these attorneys have to tell him, you're going to be bringing a lot of baggage with you. And we see it. Well, we see and, that, a lot of and that's what I want to get to, because, you know, I get a, I've done a lot of different kinds of things, as you have, Pat, in the past. But people come to me all the time. They say, someone posted something on Facebook that's false. And maybe it is false. And maybe it is on Facebook. And maybe it, it constitutes defamation. But who saw it? And for how long? 
when this trial is going on, we now know things about Johnny Depp that we would rather not know. We see pictures of him passed out. We see the drugs and the alcohol and the cocaine and the opioids and, and all of these things and his bad behavior and his yelling and screaming and calling her names. And again, he's trying to clear his reputation. And this just doesn't seem like a good career move, does it? Well, I would say no, he shouldn't have uh, done it at all. But, you know, I think he was saying, look, um, I'm in this Me Too movement. I'm being a victim of it because I'm in a situation where it was mutual combat. Yes, I drank too much. I used drugs. I had some issues. uh, But it may be related to the relationship where we were in. Uh, And he's trying to portray that. And he's, uh, I don't know if he's doing it well, but you could see that he was, he was told how to uh, testify. His demeanor is very laid back and calm. So people would believe that, oh, this guy couldn't be losing it as the way everyone's saying or the way she's saying. But more importantly, I think he's trying to say, you know, yes, I did those things. Yes, he's admitting to them. Um, but I never struck her. She struck me. Uh, and I think it's once again the argument, mutual combat here. You don't get to say that I'm the bad guy. When we were both the bad guy, it was a bad relationship. Well, and and the other part of this is if we parse exactly what she intimated in that op-ed piece is that she was a domestic violence victim, and that doesn't necessarily mean he hit her. It could be verbal abuse. It could be abuse of medicine cabinets. It could be, you know, you, you watched him in the video throw things and kick things and, and throw bottles and, and, you know, bad behavior. Could that be domestic violence? Sure it can. Pat, let's, let's listen into some of the testimony. And I think what we're going to play first is Johnny Depp uh, on his direct examination. Ms. Heard, in her frustration and in her rage and her anger, she would uh, strike out. She would it, it could begin with a slap, it could begin with a, a shove, um, it could begin with, you know, throwing a TV remote at my head, it could be throwing a glass of wine in my face. Ms. Erd was flinging insults uh, left, right and center and she then grabbed that bottle and, uh, and threw that at me and then I looked down and realized that the 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 tip of my finger had been severed so Pat you've dealt with domestic violence as a prosecutor and as a defense attorney um, a lot of people say well men can't be can't be victims of domestic violence but that's not true is it no, not at all. In fact, the statute never mentions gender at all. Uh, and that's an issue that I think sometimes uh, uh, many uh, law enforcement officers don't realize that. We'll see officers go to, go to a scene uh, and under the, they, they misread the statute and think they have to make an arrest. And obviously, uh, most times they're going to arrest the man in the situation, especially when people are pointing fingers at each other. Um, you know, the statute says, yeah, you must make an arrest if there's probable cause. And that's the fear of retribution after the officer leaves. Um, but how do you determine probable cause when you show up to a scene and you have one person saying, they struck me, and the other person saying, no, uh, she struck me, uh, and back in vote, um, back in forth uh so many times and and i'm not in any way 
saying that uh, more men are victims than women. Not not at all. It's a factual situation. Who who is the actual aggressor? But in many of these cases, you may have a mutual combat situation. They're both fighting with each other. And I think that appears to be a lot of what we see in the Johnny uh, Depp case. I totally agree with you. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Patrick Campanelli more about the Johnny Depp trial and also about the doctor in Ohio who was acquitted of 14 murders. We'll be back in a minute. We're here talking about the Johnny Depp trial that's going on. It starts back up on Monday, and we're here with Patrick Campanelli, who's been a prosecutor here in Cook County and also a defense lawyer, and he's a fabulous trial lawyer running for judge uh, in the Fourth Sub-Circuit. You know, Pat, I I respect the idea that you have worked on both sides of the the equation here, and uh, and I think that it really bodes well for being a judge, because to me, to be a judge, it's really good to be able to put yourself in the shoes of both sides, you know, right? The indigent defendants, the people who have uh, committed crimes, uh, and the people who have been injured and have been victims of crimes in Chicago. And you kind of been on both sides, which I think is uh, really is, is good qualification. Thank you, Karen. That is, that's true. I have been on both sides and tried both sides case of, the, of the cases, both as the prosecutor and the defense attorney. You know, um, I want to talk a little bit about something I saw in this Johnny Depp trial. One afternoon I was watching when I should have been working, and uh, there was a, uh, it was on one of the stations, and then there was a split screen, and it had people who were texting in real time, and it were like hundreds and hundreds of texts coming in, like one after another. And I want to tell you that 99% of them were not only in favor of Johnny Depp, but were really actually viciously uh, critical of Amber Heard, calling her all kinds of names. And that surprised me. I know that people like Johnny Depp as an actor, and maybe they're watching it because they want to see him in, in, a, in real life. Um, but it just seemed that, that she was getting blamed for everything. Um, how, uh, how important is her motive here? I mean, and how would you play this uh, if you're Johnny Depp's lawyer? Well, well, first, uh, I want to say that if you're a lawyer doing your direct examination, that's the uh, uh, actual evidence that should be coming in. It should be in favor of you and your client. It's your case in chief. So when people are writing that thing, you know, this is why we tell juries uh, that they're not supposed to make a decision until they hear the whole trial. There's supposed to be a presumption of innocence in the criminal matter, a presumption uh, 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 that the plaintiff has to proceed or get to the level that they have. Uh, and I think that's the reason why you're seeing it. So you have you have a non-response situation. But I think there has been a lot of impeachment of uh, Mr. Depp, uh, the, the, the videos of him uh, as he's intoxicated, uh, the texts that he sent out. So there are a lot of things that he is uh, being impeached with. Uh, but, you know, that's a favorable client also factor. We call it, you know, the factor in which you have a favorable client. Make him look the best. Uh, he knows how to entertain people. He is an actor. So when he's on there and he starts to banter about the uh, objections and the decisions, uh, that helps him in, in a way. And, and the attorney for the, def- uh, the defense, Hurd's attorney, has to tie him down when he does that. Uh, you know, I think it's, so that must be hearsay too. Yes, it is. 
and then move on. Um, yeah, he. I'm surprised they let him ramble. I mean, they let him talk about his life story and his abusive childhood and and all of these things. Uh, and again, I don't know if that was a strategy on Hurt's part to let him just kind of tie himself up. But you know what, uh, Andrew? Let's play a little bit. This is on now on cross examination uh, on Johnny Depp, and this is this is where I think he fell apart a little bit. Here we go. After you said, let's drown her before we burn her, Mr. Depp, you said, I will f*** her burnt corpse afterwards to make sure she is dead. That's what you said that you would do after you burned her and after you drowned her. Did I read that right? You certainly did, yes. And you wrote that about the woman who would later become your wife. Yes, I did. On January 17, 2013, Mr. Depp, you texted... The following. For the idiot cow. Three exclamation points. Next text. Will do. I'll smack the ugly around before I let her in. Don't worry. And apologies again to the court and the jury for this language. And then you close by saying, did that worthless hooker arrive? Did I read that right? You did, sir. Okay, so here's Johnny Depp. I'm a perfect gentleman. Uh, she was the aggressor. Uh, this kind of doesn't play very well for him. And I, I think what he is hoping to portray is that, you know, freedom of speech, words are, alone are not a uh, threat. Um, and, and a lot of times people want to say that. Uh, His lawyers are going to have to uh, argue um, that uh, the acts of Heard versus his statements uh, he makes, they have to, to win this case. Because, of course, those statements uh, are not favorable to him. Uh, He admitted it correctly. He admitted it quietly. uh, So they won't stand out trying to argue that cross-examination would stand out uh, in a juror's mind. Instead, he accepted him and moved on. And, and, and I'm sure he was trained to do that by his attorneys. There are going to be bad things said about you. Well, and, I, and, I, and I'm sure he was also going to say that I said this to my friend in a text. I didn't say this to her in her presence. So how can it be abusive? when shit wasn't to her. Um, let's let's switch gears a little bit. And I, I highly recommend you, though, if you have a minute to watch this trial, watch a little bit of it. It is, it is very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, and my guess is, Pat, I don't know what you think. I think the jury is going to hate both of them. And I think the jury is going to give zero to Johnny Depp and zero to Amber Heard, because I think they're going to say, as you said, that this was a mutual combatant situation. They both acted poorly. They both abused each other. And you can't defame somebody for something that's truthful. The only thing that I uh, believe that might be come out in in Heard's part of case in chief is that it appears that she wanted to go through counseling. And that jury may want that because, you know, a violent relationship should never occur. Uh, but I think when she starts talking about wanting to get into counseling with him, uh, that may change some things in favor of her. Yeah, you, you don't know. And you're right. We shouldn't make up our minds until we see both sides. But the jury has certainly gotten an earful uh, both ways uh, so far. Let's uh, let's go to this case out of Ohio. You know, it wasn't really publicized a lot. And, and uh, but I just find this very interesting. It's a doctor in Ohio. He's an uh, emergency room doctor. He was initially accused of killing like 35 patients and they called it down to 
14 patients. He goes on trial for about two and a half months. There's over 50 witnesses, and the jury gets deadlocked, right? And then finally, uh, the jury comes back with an acquittal on all charges. First of all, Pat, and we only have a few minutes here, let's talk about what does it mean when a jury is saying to the judge, listen, we're deadlocked. Does that usually mean it's good for the defense or good for the prosecution, or can't you tell? Well, it's always going to be good for the uh, defense because a deadlock means you're not guilty. Uh, you know, you don't have a finding of guilty yet. Uh, it does make the prosecutors worry. But I would say that um, the results are the same, and it has a lot to do with the answering of those questions and you, who you have back in the jury room uh, leading the group. You may be deadlocked one against 11 uh, with guilty, those 11 may be able to turn that one person around. And that's why in the closing argument, she always try to teach the jury how to deliberate. You need to make sure that they know that each one of them are independent and they can make uh, decide they're not guilty on different things than uh, each of them. Uh, so in other words, that whole issue back there in the jury room is what's going on. So the questions that uh, should be answered. And I think in this case, uh, you know, as much as the defense attorney said there was no intent, I think the jury believed there was intent uh, to kill. I just don't, I, I think it was what I call a jury nullification, where the jury decided, you know, what's best here? What should we do? We're the ones who decide on law, and we're the ones who decide on fact. And that's a, uh, uh, an issue that a lot of people don't understand. Pat, we're, Pat, we're going to have to. I'm sorry, we're going to have to break here. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us. We had we should have had more time with this. I want to thank Patrick Campanelli. Uh, he is a criminal defense lawyer here in Chicago, and he's running for judge in the Fourth Sub Circuit. Thank you for joining us, Pat. Uh, thank you.